welcome to Why We Podcast. It's the show where attorneys and accountants, coaches, and consultants share how their show helps. We stream live uh, Fridays, noon Eastern. You can go to videosocials.net slash watch WWP for Why We Podcast, uh, and you can watch it there. But it streams live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and you can watch prior episodes, of course, on YouTube. Just do a search if you're not on the channel. And uh, all the major podcast platforms, you can subscribe uh, and download and all that good stuff from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. My name is Vikram Rajan. I will be your host. I am also the co-founder of Video Socials. We are a video blogging and podcast promotion community for those kinds of folks, lawyers, accountants, coaches, and consultants. Speaking of consultants, today we have Steve Fretzen of Be That Lawyer. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, why Steve uh, has his podcast. And the reason why we do this podcast is threefold, really. For those of you in the audience, you may already have a podcast. And not only will this be inspirational, but more than the rah-rah, this is going to be informative of what, are, what else can you do with your show uh, to either monetize it, to expand your visibility, the impact, and even profitability of your show. If you've been thinking about hosting your own show, we'll start talking about that too, and you'll uh, learn about other resources to help you start your show. Um, or if you're looking to be a guest on other people's podcasts, you'll learn how to do that too and how to be a great guest and, and how why a show hosts would want to interview you and how to kind of put that best step forward. I also want this to be a showcase for our guests like Steve for him to go into those details uh, to provide that inspiration and information around why we podcast. And quite frankly, self-serving people get to know video socials through these podcasts. So I implore everyone out there, they should have their own uh, video interview podcast. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So tell us a, a little bit uh, before we even go into your podcast, tell us a little bit more about your consulting firm. Yeah, so I started uh, being a sales coach and trainer back in 2004, primarily working with entrepreneurs and, um, and focused in the professional services arena. And I never really thought I would work with lawyers. I just didn't have any lawyer clients. And then 2008 hit with the recession. And some of my very successful clients started referring lawyers to me because my whole process is a very non-salesy process. I'm actually teaching people how to not sell and how to be much more consultative and better listeners and better questioners and qualifiers. So I started working with attorneys and it just blew up within two years, about 85, 90% of my business was, was working with lawyers and law firms. Yeah, yeah. And I just pushed my chips into the middle and I said, look, I'd rather be a big player in a small you know, industry or which right. is not a small industry, but compared to being, you know, sure. a small a generalist. Player, everybody, yeah. a generalist. Exactly. And that's what it's been going on since uh, about 2008 or nine. That's a, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. And uh, forgive me, I didn't really catch it. How did you fall into that microcosm uh, of legal coaching, uh, of lawyer coaching? How did you, how, how, and how did your first uh, initial lawyer clients come to you? Like, what was that about? Yeah. So I'm working with entrepreneurs, mainly yeah. CEOs of small businesses, right. and they uh, are talking with their attorneys and the attorneys are saying, geez, the, you know, the phone hasn't been ringing and things have been slow. And how am I going to feed my people, right. you know, sure. billable hours? Right. And they said, well, you, you know, I worked with a sales coach who really helped me get to another level. I think he might be good for you. And they said, really, there's someone that does that, a sales coach? Like lawyers don't know that that's even a thing sure. because right. many for many years, they never really had to do any 
sales right. or business development. Right. And so right. once they got uh, in touch with me, we sat down, I evaluated their gaps. And what the, here's the most interesting thing I'll tell you. When I was working with salespeople and entrepreneurs, it's like a whiteboard that has scribbles all over it. And for me to okay. coach people and teach them something new, I'd have to erase all that to like put a new you know, process right. on the board. Lawyers had no process. They were like open books. Like it was just a, a whiteboard that was clean and everything that I wrote on the board, if they did it, they'd get results. So it was a really great fit. I just didn't know that it existed until I knew. So that that blank slate, that clean slate was that, I guess it sounds like it was helpful because you didn't have to literally erase or rewind. You were able to kind of build it from scratch. And, and instead of having to like break bad habits and clean up yes. that disorganization, it was, uh, as long as they were open and willing, which of course they hire you for that reason, it's like, all right, here it is. They, you know, I hate to say they don't know any better, but they don't know any different. They don't know the bad habits or, or yeah. anything. Was they hadn't, had, they hadn't been through like multiple trainings. It, you know, yeah. they hadn't been, you know, not brainwashed, but like, you know, when you go through three, four, five different types of trainings, different companies as a salesperson coming up, an entrepreneur coming up, and it, and they're all good. It's it's yeah. not that there's bad ideas so much. They're all you know workable, but times have changed. I mean, people are still selling the way they they did 20, 25 years ago, and it's not appropriate. Like nobody wants to be convinced or pushed into a sale. Right. People want to make their own decisions based on the information and, and to, it, that it's in front of them and understand yeah. that there's a win-win situ- solution here. Right. And that's what, 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 what they weren't understanding. Was there any pushback? I mean, now a lot of attorneys who are in their own practice or principal of a firm, you know, sell is not a four-letter word anymore and selling, they, they, they get it, they can put it in context and they can translate it to what it means for them. Did you need to translate it to something more palatable like client development, rainmaking, et cetera? Yeah. Did you have to use the euphemism or you went straight for the jugular? Interface? I mean, I'm going to tell you the most extreme example that yeah. the company that I started in 2004 was called Sales Results Inc. I mean, okay. sales results with an arrow going up like that. I mean, it couldn't have been more aggressive and results. And, and yeah, if you're yeah. a driver, like, you know, for entrepreneurs, right, that was yeah. what they wanted to see. And that's what right. I was providing was those results. And I, I had a client on the train, a lawyer client on the train. He goes, you know, I'm kind of afraid to pull out your materials on the train because it's just so aggressive and, and salesy and everything. He says, I'm just telling you this because I think, you know, the legal community might agree. So I asked around and sure enough, yeah, everybody was kind of put off by my, by the word sales and by the name, you know, by the, by the, the aggressiveness of my green and blue, you know, logo. And so I said, you know what, I'm kind of the business. I'm really what everything revolves around. Um, why don't I just make it my name? So we changed it to Fretz and Inc. Pretty right. simple. And then of course, be that lawyer is my brand. That's what I promote. And what people know me for is be that lawyer, the lawyer that everyone's talking about because they're killing it on the business development front. And so, so instead of sales, we say business development, lawyers know that it's sales. They just prefer it because they're little, you know, gentle snowflakes. Well, and yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, well, there, there you go. You tell it like, well, yeah, it's all, love. you know, it's all good. Yeah. With, with all love. Yeah. I mean, I could see that where no one wants to feel or, you know, salesy sounds like sleazy, but yeah. that's really all, all it has in common at least ideally, but there is that, you know, uh, taboo out there of, of being a sales professional. I'm a sales professional, so I don't yeah. have that. That's just how it is. But, you know, and nothing happens until the sale is done. So from that aspect, good for you that you were able to at least adapt. And then how did the 
the moniker or the brand of Be That Lawyer happen? And is that the name of your show as well? Yeah, so I uh, have a very good friend who has been in the in the branding space for many years. He he he's the kind of guy who can walk down an aisle at a grocery store and identify good brands and bad brands and why. And yeah. so I asked for his help, and uh, you know we came up with a bunch of different ideas about like what is my brand all about. And at sure. the end of the day, I'm creating le- le- lawyer assassins, people that go out and just can create business at will because they have a methodology, a process to follow that's been proven out. And so we kind of said like, these are the people that want to be that lawyer. They want to be the leader of their firm. They want to be the rainmaker that everyone's talking about at the water cooler. And we just agreed that while it is a little aggressive, be that lawyer, it really is what I'm creating. It's what I do every day. It's helping to lawyers to be that lawyer. And we just agreed that it was a great, um, you know, tagline. And of course now my daily law bulletin, Chicago Daily Law Bulletin um, column is Be That Lawyer. My podcast is Be That Lawyer. And it's it's the brand that I want to be recognized for because that's sure. what I'm what I'm doing every day is helping lawyers to hit that hit that hit that moniker. So when did you start the podcast and, and why? So the podcast started literally two years ago this month. And I All right, congrats. So February my, of 2020. Yeah. And I'm yeah, kicking nice. myself that I didn't do it five years ago. Yeah, honestly. I, I, I it, wake up every day. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe how long I waited. And I just didn't realize what an opportunity right. to um, build a brand, to add value in the marketplace, in the industry, uh, to become a thought leader and, um, and, and it's just been an amazing adventure so far. And I'm, I just, again, you know, the biggest complaint I have is wish I had done it sooner, but it's been an absolute fabulous, uh, experience so far. And what was the aha moment? Like when and why did it be like, huh, I should have a podcast. Like what, what was going through your brain uh, at that point? I mean, at this point, it's like very trendy, you know, everyone's got a podcast, whether you like him or not, people, you know, you, you hear about it, you know, you hear about it on the, uh, uh every journalist and thought leader and subject matter expert, at least it seems yeah. so, which is really not true. It's not that saturated, but it feels as if it's very trendy. It's in the zeitgeist now. But two years ago, not so much. Um, that was essentially right before COVID hit. So good timing in that sense of going somewhat having a virtual type show if it is virtual. So talk to us about that. Like, Yeah, I mean, right? I think around five or six years ago, I did interview a bunch of managing partners with, you know, microphones. I go into their office, right. pull out two mics, interview them and put that up as, as, you know, like a, like an audio blog or something like right. that. So I kind of had an idea that yes. two things would happen. One is I would get great content to put out to the market from managing partners who can talk about how to make it rain, can talk about what's happening in the legal industry and how to, how to, you know, what are they teaching their younger lawyers to sure. do? Right. And, um, in in that, but I and then the other piece of it was I got to meet managing partners that I never would have gotten to meet right. because they wanted to be interviewed. They were interested in that, and it was easier yeah. than saying, "Hey, do you want to meet with me to talk about my services?" Right? right. So there was a dual benefit there, but I didn't really leverage it. And I really didn't know how to leverage it um, as well as I could have, and I kind of just gave up after about twenty. So I got twenty and done and locked up. Pretty and good number. Stopped. I mean, I, I, pretty good statistically, number. yeah, for for like podcasts, most people don't get to twenty episodes. It, it's a pretty sad statistic. So even yeah. though you weren't calling it a podcast, right. you didn't really, you know, you didn't distribute it like a podcast. You know, for all intents and purposes, raw material. Yep. Did you ever end up releasing it as like literally an Apple podcast or anything like that? No, they they were up on my website. Maybe yeah. they were up on YouTube or something, right. and that was really about it. And then. Um, uh, one of my inter- people I interviewed um, 
mentioned that she uh, wanted me on her podcast. So I did her podcast right. and I said, sure. by the way, who, who helps you set this up, produce it, et cetera. Yeah. She introduced right. me to a podcast company that does the production, cool. the editing that nice. can kind of show me not only how to do it, but also how to use it as a business development and marketing tool. And right. I was like, okay, so I did that. And so that's really what launched it is I just, I wasn't comfortable on my own with all the different elements that I'm sure you work on every yeah. day. I yeah. wasn't comfortable as an, as an individual busy right. professional yeah. doing all that myself, but Hey, if I can outsource it to someone like you that does all that, right. well then exactly. easy peasy. It's why we have Sarah backstage right now to to meet and greet you before I came on and I could show up at showtime and kind of hand back the keys at the end of this half yeah. hour and know everything else gets done and I can go on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's tremendous. And not only Sarah, but she, she's got a, a great support staff as well at our company. But um, yeah, I totally know how you feel because it can get very overwhelming, which is kind of the reason why either people fizzle away with their show or never get started in the first place. It feels and sounds daunting, and it sort of is. So that was like the beginning, February 2020, um, and the concept was still the same like you were doing five, six years ago where you would interview managing partners or – no, no, chair. it's 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 yeah. opened up significantly. Okay. So it's really I'm making I'm I'm interviewing people in the legal industry that have something good to say. And so what right. I try to do is is I try to do the interviews the same way because I've written four books, I write articles yeah. all the time, I'm posting on social media all the time. And what I try to do is not talk at twenty thousand feet, you know, theory. I try to get down and give people tactical, actionable things that they can take away from a book an article, a, a podcast, whatever, so they can actually make changes to what they're doing to make improvements. And so that was the theme of the show. So I'm interviewing someone who's an expert in legal technology. I'm interviewing an expert right. in legal marketing. I'm ex sure. Maybe they're not even in legal. Maybe they're right. someone that helps with fitness and nutrition, but, but lawyers have issues with depression and suicide and For all sure. this next to dentists. I think they're number two. Yeah, so yeah. like, like what can I bring to the table that's going to add value and yes, I interview managing partners and I interview my clients and I interview tons and tons of people, but they sure. all have something to say that's super valuable to the audience that's now listening. And obviously that's, it's relevant. The audience are attorneys predominantly, right? Like, yeah. And, and how do you, how do you measure that kind of engagement where the audience is getting that value and benefit where, you know, it sounds like it's a pretty comprehensive, it's not only just legal marketing anymore or business development in general, sales, but it's, you know, holistically to use that word for all these other aspects. I mean, I, you know, being in that world, working with attorneys, I know that there are coaches for attorneys. There's not only time management and productivity, but like you mentioned, there's like that life work balance and other issues. And, you know, then there are family and addiction issues and things that creep up because of the stress of the profession. Um, so how do you how do you measure monitor how do you know um, that the audience is benefiting? I mean, there's a number of ways. One is you know I watch my number of downloads yeah. every week to see how they're doing. Am I is it going yeah. up or is it going down? And it's been sure. continually going up. So I know that I'm adding more right. people as right. I continue to add more shows. I'm actually yeah. doing two a week, which is a yeah. very aggressive number yeah. of shows to do. But I think that helps because the more shows you do, the more people you interview, the more content you put out there, the faster you can build a show. So doing one a month, very different than doing two a week. 
Right. Um, I mean, exponentially also, different. Yeah. Did, not to get you off, but did you start off doing two a week, February 2020? or No, it's so yeah. this is what happened. I ended up, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a victim of success or whatever, but I was doing one a week. And yeah. I would have so many, like in the tank, if you will, that I would say to you, if I'm interviewing you, Vikram, I'd say, oh, great interview. Thank you so much. Um, this is going to air. We're in February. This is going to air in April. And yeah. you'd be like, April? We're talking in yeah. February. So I had that right. many like done that I right. wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable yeah, telling well, someone that I just interviewed that this is going to happen in three months. Right. And, so and said, on the guest scheduling standpoint, it's very similar, right? It's like, oh, great. I'd love to have you on my show. Let's talk in April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so putting it on like out, that. People forget yeah. it. It's really annoying. So yeah. So, you want to strike. so the closest I've come down is there's been a point where like, I just took a, like a winter break vacation. I came back and I only had three shows in the tank, like done. Right. Right. And I freaked out. I was like, oh. I'm like, finally, like catching, like this is catching up to me and right. I'm back again where I've got another 10 in right. the tank, you know, yeah. through the, like the end of March, like I'm already right, right. with two shows a week. So I'm getting enough traction where people are coming to me that want to be on my show. Um, also, I, I just, I'm meeting new people all the time. I mean, right. I'm doing a lot in the legal tech space. So there's a lot of really sure. interesting legal tech sure. out there that people want to yeah. hear about. So that's how I'm, I'm continuing to build that, build the numbers and I also get people that come to me um, that want to talk to me about my services. And right. I'll say, how did you hear about me? And they say, well, I heard you on Neil Tyra's podcast, right. or I heard you on this other podcast, or I heard your podcast. Right. And it sounds like you know what you're talking about. So I thought we would we would check it out. And so uh, I, I want to get to that. Uh, you know, there's like kind of the three aspects I uh, did at the top of the show to remind everyone, right? It's like the benefit to the audience, benefit to the guests, and then benefit to you as the show host to kind of rewind back to the benefit of the audience. Has, um, as someone like it mentioned right there, where it's a nice dovetail between kind of people coming out of the woodwork of your audience um, and then wanting to work with you, um, that's a nice confluence between they got benefit from the show and then obviously you benefit as a practitioner yourself, as a, as a uh, legal coach. Um, talk to, is there an example of that now where that literally has happened where someone came out of the woodwork where you didn't really know them, they're, they, they probably came to you through some other means. Maybe they found you on Apple Podcasts. Or they found you through a guest uh, sharing the episode. Yeah. Do you have an example of that? Yeah, I have, a number, I have a number of examples. Oh, cool. The one that I'll share is uh, someone someone had heard my podcast through through a friend and um, was listening to a number of episodes. And when he, when he emailed me, he said, I feel like I already know you. Like I've yeah, been listening right. to you. I feel like I, you're in the car with me when I'm driving <laughs> right. and like you're a friend. Like, and then yeah, he talks yeah. then when we actually got together and we had this conversation, he's like, yeah, you are just like, not like, like a performer or like someone sure. that they've seen on right. TV, but you get a little bit of that. And I listen to podcasts yeah. too. Yeah. Right. So like, I feel like when I listen to a, you know, Conan O'Brien, like I know his sense of humor better than right. I did you know, sure. years ago, cause I wasn't like a huge fan of his show, but I love his podcast and I think it's hilarious. So that's, that, that builds that instant, not only credibility, but also like they get my personality, they get my knowledge, my experience all from the show, not because I'm pitching on the show, but because the way I interview, the way I conduct myself and everything, it, it just gives you such a, a head start, even more than yeah. I found the books I've written. That they're, yeah. that they're getting my voice from the books, but not in the same way as literally hearing my voice. And right, right, right. I was just going to say that figuratively yeah. in the book, but literally yeah. they're hearing you. Now, so is it exclusively audio or do you have a video version of the podcast? So I'm doing an audio and then only recently have I been taking 
like two or three minute clips, like the okay. highlight reels from the show sure. and then doing video clips and putting that on my YouTube channel. Okay. So that's, that's a newer, that's a newer, thing. A newer phenomenon. Um, yep. and, and why is it because like the social media algorithms you want to tap into basically? I mean, there might be some algorithm. I think it's, it's, it's look, content is King when you're right. running a business, whether you're a lawyer, you're a coach, you're a consultant, whatever, yep. you know, this, yep. everything you produce needs to be repurposed to get the most out of it. So the podcast yep. needs to be repurposed. I'm even like, I teach a class every week to yep. eight to 12 lawyers that come oh, nice. every week to my class. I'm even taking clips of that where I'm talking about things about time management, about qualifying these little snippets that all can be repurposed. If you have someone doing it for you, cause I'm not going to do it myself. I'm not an editor. Right. So, so we have other people that do this kind of stuff and then it's repurposed for social media. It's repurposed on YouTube, et cetera. And you just keep building that library up and you know, Google likes you. Yeah. Right. It's content and, and, and it's different media for different, you know, it's like different folks, different strokes, different media. Yeah. So, you know, some people like reading, uh, some people like watching, some people like listening, or it's the time of day. It's a convenience. They're, they're doing the dishes. They can't watch you, but they can listen to you. They're driving. Obviously they can't watch you, but yeah. then they're in front of a screen and it's much better to watch. It's much more engaging. Even if you're doing these clips, like a lot of our, our clients and members do essentially video blogs that are podcast promos. So it's like a two minute promo of their longer form podcast. I also like that concept that you're mentioning of repurposing where I think of it as kind of top of the waterfall, where you can cascade that one video interview podcast into multiple forms of content, literally chopping it up or like you were mentioning in different media. Do you also transcribe it into a written read along version for yeah? I do, but it's not something that's like actively visible it's okay. it's really for behind the scenes for search engine optimization okay, so i just figured really no i just you know it's just it's it's something that if look if you're putting out all that content and you've got you know two 30 minute interviews every right. single week and you transcribe those and put them on the back end of your website where the podcast is hosted wow i mean that's a lot of content so i am getting found on google a lot cool, more good you know, than I used to because well, why do you keep it hidden? Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm just more curious. And is there a kind of strategic decision? Why are you keeping it hidden for only, you know, the, the Google bots to index versus anyone else to cop, you know, to find and, you know, copy paste and quote you in an email and refer you or something like, why not just include it as a blog? Was there like a, a reason? No idea. No, no reason. Okay. This is a, this is a marketing decision. My, my marketing team needs to, needs to think about it and, and make. And again, you know, you, if that's a big mistake and I'm learning something from you now that I should be doing, then, then boom. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, just Benefit because you. like, why not show it? Like, you know, it's like, there's no reason like only Google bots should see it because if there's an opportunity, I always say this, because we have a phone blogger as a service, which is turning telephone interviews into, into written articles. Yeah. And and it's like, well, there's an advantage of written that that video and audio doesn't have, which you can skim and find, you know, literally control find, command F, find words and skim a lot faster than hunting for that section of a video, it, you know it's annoying to rewind and find a section of video, even on like Netflix and, and Amazon or YouTube. And so it's just as annoying on social media. And so we can skim and scan a 30 minutes worth of text, heck of a lot faster. It's not as engaging. And for most of us, we will actually end up listening and watching. 
but it's supplemental material. I call it a read-along version, which is basically a transcription where you don't have to do a lot of editing. You don't want to do a lot of editing because you want it to be true to the original content. It's literally collateral in the real sense of supporting material. So you might want to consider just going public with it because now you've well, been this, this, blog. You know, my marketing agency is going to be getting a copy of this interview so they can All take right. care of it for me. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with them because we're there in that go. space, right? So maybe yep. we can do something. Um, so uh, before we, we take a quick break, uh, I, I would love for you to talk, tell us, um, you talked to us a kind of the, the kind of guest you interview, um, does it benefit them in any way? Have they seen any kind of benefit? Have they come back to you with any anecdotes where they've either got an inquiry or business or you know, kudos even? Have you heard anything yeah. from your guests of like that they're benefiting from being on your show? Yeah. I mean, again, if, if as I mentioned, content is king and now they're right. getting a highlight reel of an interview cool. where they're able yeah. to demonstrate their expertise right. and, and it's done in a professional way, a well-edited and produced way. Yeah. They have that then to send out on social and to put on their website or whatever they want. Cool. And, and I'm not going to say I've got all these great stories of, of millions of dollars of business that's been transacted for them, but they but the commentary for them is this, even just today, I released one with a gentleman who is an amazing attorney. He also cool. produced, wrote and produced a film that has oh, nice. tons of awards. He's also a humanitarian, does a lot of, of cause for foster children. And his him and his marketing team, they're going to take that interview and they're going to put it up on social. They're going to put it out there and they're going to just continually enhance that individual's um, you know, spotlight on on yeah. on, on, uh, on the business, the law firm and, and the movie production. And what's that follow up like? Uh with you and of course you have a marketing team that does a lot of that behind the scenes backstage and highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, what's that follow-up in, in terms of asking your guests to share it and you ask them to give reviews or, or subscribe? Like what is that follow-up process? Do you know how that works with your guests and so that there is that yeah. engagement? So yeah. once we, once we launch the podcast, I email them out to say, Hey, look, it's live. I give them the link on my website to promote. So again, trying cool. to get eyeballs back to my website right. versus right. Um, just sending them to Apple. And then, um, you know, we give them the social media channels to re, yeah. re, you know, repurpose, you know, all the posts that we do and everything else and get it. So even again, just today, the, the lawyer just mentioned his marketing team is on it. So they're putting yeah. it up on Facebook. They're putting it up on right. Twitter. They're putting it up right. on LinkedIn, repo, right. you know, they're reposting my post or whatever. Cool. Right. And, and so it all, it is, so it's getting out to my network. It's getting out to his network, his law firms, you know, everyone that's following his law firm is now seeing right. it. So that's, that's what's going on. And it's, 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 it's again, ex, it's, uh, it's all this exponential yeah. uh, activity that's going on that you normally wouldn't have. And this is funny because I talk to podcasters who don't interview and right. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? And they're like, well, yeah. And here's why. And I go, okay. Cause they're kind of missing a lot of what I think gets you value out of a podcast and they're just want to. They're doing yeah, twenty minutes it, every, you know, teaching whatever. That's okay. It's nice. It's content, but I don't think they're getting the, ba- the, the you know, the, the juice out of the squeeze. It's funny they say, you say that, Steve, because you know, as much as I've had my podcast in various forms for years, we never really offered that as a service because we've always been in the blogging world. I mean, it's very much like, like of course, looking back now, like you say, like you kick yourself away. And it's silly to us because we're a content marketing firm. Of course, we should be in the world of helping people with their podcasts, but literally uh, until like the fall, we weren't really in that world until our members uh, who, you know, we call our clients members came to us and needed help 
specifically like you know bits and pieces stuff that they didn't want to do all the annoying parts that you know that you don't like to do either and so we started helping here and there and then it dawned on me that's silly like why aren't we just putting this other whole system and doing it for them and making it turnkey which you know people will hear about in the commercial but my my question in that is um if if you can kind of go back and kind of think of um all the steps that happens uh with you know just from your guest there's that difference between the video blog or any kind of long form form writing and that difference between now you interviewing someone else it's it's that cross promotion aspect that multiplier aspect you call it exponential that kind of makes that separate now do you also do other you know thought leadership like solo writing or solo blogs or anything like that or is it pretty much your podcast is your thought leadership platform no, I mean, I think the 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 two other things, three other things. I mean, I do a ton of speaking, so yeah, that's yeah. that's out there right cool. now. Um, and I also write an article, a monthly article for the okay, Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, which I then yeah. flip over into my blog cool. on my website. So I'm getting a little double double um, dipping there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm writing a lot on social media. So, like, you know, for example, I had uh, an experience where I had to fire a client. And I would just rant about it four or five paragraphs on LinkedIn. Right. It got, I don't know, 7,000, 8,000 views uh, and lots of comments because it was something that I wrote about that really struck home for people who realize when they have a difficult client that it's hard to fire somebody, but it's, it's a good decision because, you know, you just, you, you know, there's certain people you just shouldn't work with. Right, you know? right, right. Those kinds of posts do really well. Yeah, good for you. We're going to take a quick break, quick commercial break. When we come back, I'd, obviously we want to hear a little bit more of how we can get a hold of you and, and where we can hear your podcast. I'd love for you to shine the spotlight on a podcast that you're a raving fan of, someone that you know really well that hosts the show. And I'd love for you to uh, share why you are a fan of that podcast, of that show. For sure. Let's take a break. Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile, and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests. We schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And back with my guest, Steve Fretzen. Steve, um, I know you are a, a fan of other people's podcasts. You're obviously, in addition to your own show, you're a guest on a lot of other people's podcasts. Um, but is there a, a show uh, that you're a raving fan of and, and why? Yeah, there's a few out there. The one that, that comes to mind <clears throat> is a friend of mine named Jared Correa. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. A, I know Jared. You know, yeah, Jared? Okay, awesome. a legal toolkit. Yeah. So yeah. I'll tell you two reasons why I love Jared. Number one is he's truly authentic. I mean, when you listen to his podcast, you really get to know him and, and some, you know, and, and he's just such an interesting guy. He's got a fun personality. Fun personality, but he also has kind of made some decisions about the way he's going to run his podcast, the way he's going to mix things up. And it, what it does for me is it helps me generate 
fresh ideas about what sure. I can do to change up mine. Because what I don't want to have happen is I don't want people to feel like they're hearing the same show over and over. And I know that's hard to avoid because that is the show. Like it's an interview format and right. you know, whatever. And every time I have a guest, it's different. Yeah. However, I might mix it up where I was doing something called like the three best of uh, where I was asking them about their favorite um, restaurant in the city they're in, what they like to do, et cetera. Sure. And Jared, I mean, he has his mom on the show. Yep. He talks about music. He talks yeah, about, yeah. he asked me questions about the Olympics. So he interviewed me like two years ago. I think when I first started getting into this and he, it was the winter Olympics um, or maybe it's just the regular Olympics actually. Sure. And so he, yeah. but he was asking me about, about, you know, do I know of these weird sports that no longer exist in the Olympics? And it was just so, so fun. Like so fun. Segments of his show, so it's a it's a crafted experience, yeah. Not just an interview show, right? Right. So yeah, we're yeah. we're we're fans of uh, Red Cave and, and Jared. So that's yeah. cool. That's that's great. Finally, how can people get a hold of you? How can people uh, learn more about your consulting firm, your coaching practice? Um, how can they listen to your show? Yeah, the easiest way is to you can find my show Be That Lawyer on Apple and all the other podcast channels. You can go to my website fretzin.com. It's f r e t z i n.com. And then lastly, I'm all over LinkedIn. So if you're interested in, you know, checking me out there, just type in Steve Fretzin on LinkedIn. You can look at my 120 plus recommendations from lawyers that I've worked with. Um, again, you know, real dramatic results is kind of what I go for with with each client. Um, so those are the best ways to reach me. Cool. Well, this has been exciting. Thank you, Steve, yeah, for, for you. sharing why you podcast. This is awesome. great. This has been another episode of Why We Podcast, where attorneys and accountants, coaches and consultants share the benefits of their show to their audience, to their guests, and of course, to themselves. It's inspiration and information for you, for your uh, podcast, your live stream, if you've been thinking about having one. If you like being a guest on other people's podcasts, once a month, we host a show host networking event. It's usually the last Thursdays of the month. You can go to videosocials.net slash show hosts, plural video socials, plural show hosts, videosocials.net slash show hosts, and you can RSVP there. And especially if you host your own uh, podcast, it's great. You know what it takes to be a guest on other people's shows. However, if you're also a thought leader and a subject matter expert, you'll find uh, the right type of shows and you'll basically introduce yourself to dozens of other podcast hosts. Again, my name is Vikram Rajan. We stream this live every week, Fridays at noon, and then eventually uh, it gets uh, on all the podcast platforms. Thank you so much for your reviews and your downloads, and we will talk to you next time about why we podcast. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thanks, Steve.